Well, welcome everybody to Moscow Mules and Knob Slides. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. I'm the other host, David. And our special guest of the week is Caitlin. How you doing, Caitlin? Hey, how's it going? It's good to have you on from the, the deep south in different time zones. I think you're only a second person outside our Eastern Standard Zone time zone. I still haven't figured it out. I honestly uh, thought like this is going to be two hours later. Like I got con real confused. I, I'm not good at the time zones thing. That's math. That's beyond. <laughs> I'm not even good at my own time zone. Don't worry. Right. <laughs> Honestly, or you put the, or you put the time zones in email and someone will email you back and be like, hey, you didn't put the time zones in the email. And you're like, I, I did, but I'll tell you what it is again. It happens to me like all the time for every and I had to think about it too. I almost said 8 p.m. And I was like, oh wait, I think she's in central time. I can't just say 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I'm like a half an hour from Eastern time. Are you really? Yeah, so I'm like right there. So like you, you drive could, to the you, mall and it's a different time zone. Uh, that's a little annoying. I guess, is it like is it like close. the big the big like uh, I don't know country town mall like where, where I grew up there was like a Walmart like that, and we were a half an hour away from a mall so it was literally like that's the next town over, next county over almost almost time zone it may as well have been time zone so is it, is okay. it do you have to worry about like the store being open when you get there? <laughs> no 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 I mean. I don't know. Not You're acting like I leave my house. I moved down here right before COVID, so oh, no. it's like I haven't really had a chance to uh, actually do anything yet. You've been in the house anyway, yeah. That's, that's kind of a <laughs> Well, if everybody's listening for the first time, uh, welcome to episode 20. And what Moscow Mules and Upsides is, is we talk with like cybersecurity and technical professionals uh, over some drinks. And uh, we talk about topics related to their life and what they're doing and what excites them and and then, uh, yeah, we hope everybody listens to all 60-ish minutes. They won't. But I'll throw an <laughs> Easter egg in, so maybe they will. Um, but, yeah. So, as a special guest of the week, Caitlin, we like to kick it over to you and what you're wetting your whistle with this fine, fine evening. This evening, I am drinking a uh, Jose Cuervo margarita, pre-made because I am classy as hell. <laughs> but the glass I'm drinking it out of says, I am one glass away from bringing up a bunch of shit from three years ago. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a, and that's, a, that's like a 22-ounce glass. It's a nice size, like, stemless wine glass, right? Yeah, it's, it's a pretty, I like it big. That's a healthy I pour. I also love that saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one glass away from bringing up shit from three years ago. Hey, do you guys remember that one time? Um, I remember. Oh, I remember. I remember <laughs> Cuervo. Remembers. So, are the, is a pre-made? I mean, I remember drinking some of the Jose Cuervo stuff. Is it is it still good, or do you feel like you're like, man, I feel like I'm getting cheap on the tequila. I need to put more tequila. In. Well, I weigh approximately a pound and a half, so um, it doesn't really matter how much tequila is in it because I will be drunk either way. <laughs> um, but they're tasty. They're tasty. And I bartended for 12 years and I don't feel like doing all that shit anymore. Oh man. What was like the worst drink that you had to make for people? Oh, yeah. oh God. I just would be mostly annoyed. I think we'd probably be the beer people that wanted to sample like 30 different beers or have me like <laughs> run off a list when I worked in a place that had 40 taps. Oh no. <laughs> I love it. Especially when they're sitting right in front of them. But, what, do you, you know. what do you have on tap? Right? <laughs> oh, what kind? Well, then, and then you spend all that time talking about all the like the nice beers you have, and they're like, I'll have a Coors Light. Uh, yeah. Can I have that Natty Light you said you have on draft? One of those $1.75 Genesees. Is that a Natter Day, though? Because, I mean, that's... Natty Light on tap. My God, that was. What's the What's the cheapest I you ever poured Natty and Natty Light for? Oh. Oh, probably. I think we had dollar beers at one place I worked. So, I remember having nickel draft night on finals night in college, and like kids just got hammered on Natty. On yeah, finals I, night? Yeah. Oh no. Well, finals week. When final week was over, yeah. like you went down to the bar, just got ripped. Oh yeah. Nickel I'd say I remember a few of those nights, but I don't remember them at all. <laughs> There was there was one bar in my hometown that on St. Patrick's Day, 
at, they would open up at 6 a.m. and they would start out with 10 cent drafts and go up every 10 cents every hour. And I remember picking my buddy up at 10 a.m. because we didn't go to the bar at 6 a.m. And he was like, it was our, he was done. That was it. <laughs> I have pictures that if I can dig up, I have pictures of him passing. Like, so we went back to my house because it was St. Patty's Day. So my mom made us like the traditional St. Patty's Day sauerkraut and like, I think, bratwurst or something i don't know but she was making us lunch and my buddy passed out on his on my parents couch like head back mouth open and we just we just like we had a puppy at the time we i just we put all the toys all over him hanging out of his mouth i have a picture somewhere some some computer hard drive somewhere <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know you really got it when you're you know open mouth passed out by like lunchtime yeah, it was cool. how were how was your food? Do you remember? Was it uh, was it good St. Patrick's Day food? I would say so. Yeah, my mom made it. My mom made great food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always great food. So, what are you? Oh, I see a pour going. Why don't you just go oh, ahead and finish? Is that uh, your uh, is that your pregame? That's, that's my pre and post game. It's actually not bad. It's um, premium Swedish hard cider. I didn't know the Swedes made cider. Uh, it's called Recoderlig. It's pretty good. Passion fruit flavor. It's a lot of sugar, though, but who doesn't need more sugar? Uh, beer nerd here. Sorry, Caitlin. I'm, no, I, re- I'm, I love ciders. So I'm hopefully not fine. the person that would go to your bar and ask you for that massive tap list of shit. <laughs> it's uh, all right. Did you ever happen to serve the Minky Boodle? No. The minky, minky Boodle. What is this? Oh, yeah. uh, we, it's uh, raspberry sour ale. Okay. Uh, I don't know what that's gonna look like. It's from Thin Man. Oh, Thin Man Brewery. They're um they're pretty popular up in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had I won a few weeks ago from them. They're yeah. actually pretty good. I guess they're they're like Buffalo's thing. And uh, I've never had well, it. I've been sitting on it for probably about a month now. Should have had it fresh, but that's fine. what more importantly, what are you drinking out of? Oh, so this one's one of my new ones. This is from uh oh oh uh oh. This is from an independent glassmaker out in uh oregon his name's anthony charles you can find him on instagram at frit frit glass but he makes these just hand-blown glass pieces that are just gorgeous and i have two i have a sphere and uh he calls this the chug jug style it's 17 ounces and it's beautiful i do it for the gram yeah his stuff is awesome uh it's a little expensive but um i don't know makes me feel like a connoisseur instead of having the glass from the the beer connoisseur session with the printed on there that's actually a pretty this pretty is good glass it looks like oh, a mason man, jar dope. on top of a stem yeah it's pretty dope um i don't i i just go check his stuff out he makes a whole bunch of different styles and this is probably one of my favorites that he does and finally got my hands on one after after a long try so uh also the beer is really good i'm i'm enjoying that i love raspberries i love mangoes so this is uh, this is pretty good, Kyle. Kyle, you're. I think you've excellently muted yourself. I did because I'm doing this thing. I see you're so professional. Oh, I remember man. when Ohio was uh, making the announcement that you had to have an Ohio ID to buy booze because all y'all oh, were yeah. coming over from PA. Yeah. Sneak in. We ruined a lot of stuff for you. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't there. I'm down here in Alabama oh, now. I'm sorry, y'all. I can get drive-through margaritas. Oh, that's so. that is pretty good <laughs> the fact that you could do that you can do that in ohio some places right the drive-through beer well you can get drive-through anything in some places in ohio i've noticed this have you've ever been in youngstown everything is drive-through huh you're right like drive-through convenience seen. stores drive-through everything it's like Simulation. they knew the pandemic was coming the simulation right? works in weird ways <laughs> the simulation <laughs> So I got uh, so I got a beer from uh, here in Pittsburgh. I drank one of these the other day and it was awesome. Um, this is a uh, from East End uh, Brewing Company, and it's a I think it's one of those like uh, their imperial ales they put inside a rye uh, bourbon barrel and they let it age for a period of time. So it's super boozy but super smooth too. But more importantly, obviously, I was like, oh, what? I was like, you know, what is Caitlin like? She's like, she likes spooky stuff. She's like, get that Beetlejuice glass you have and use that one. I was like, I don't have that Beetlejuice glass yet. It releases tomorrow. Oh, I'm no. I'm hoping to get it. 
But I was like, I got this one recently and I haven't used this one yet, but I got this. So it's Mega Man, but it says Method Man and it has a <gasps> Oh, you know my heart. That's right. <laughs> if it's I was like, not I gotta gonna do... be spooky, Wu Tang's a good bet. Right. So it's like a Mega Man, but it's Method Man and it's like gold and it has like the it's pretty slick little glass. That is slick. That's like a nice that. glass. I don't know. I think this is synth hop. I'd have to look up who actually made this. Probably I'll synth hop. The show notes. But it looks like a synth hop type thing. I still have all my stickers. I'll send you more. You need more, don't you? Whenever I get the glasses, I I'll just put, them, put my, my uh, Woo Tang stickers. My uh, youngest daughter is obsessed with Wu Tang. Obsessed. Is actually, I'm doing this in her room because my stepsons are over and they're watching Star Trek. And if I turn this around real quick, I'm trying. Um, over here in the corner, we have a Wu Tang Clan concert That's poster. Dope. That is and that's in my eight-year-old daughter's room. It's good taste in music. I know. I, I do my best. Raise them right. May they say Wu-Tang's for the kids. It is. Wu-Tang is for the children. We it's so cute. It. She'll name them all, but like she recently learned she's not allowed to say bad words. So she's like, I'm just going to say ODB, Mom. <laughs> oh, dirty bastard. That's we want to get the sign for the front yard. Not everybody's like has a Trump and it's Trump and Pence signs. And then mm -hmm. I ordered sign. the one you just talked, you're about to talk about. I the ordered Wu, it. The Wu-Tang 2020. Um, <laughs> residents are temporary. Wu-Tang is forever. Yep. And it's, you know, I think we're going to get it and put it on. I need to get it. It's so good. It's so good. TCU ordered a bunch of those signs. We're going to be that house. That's, I mean, it's necessary. Yeah. It's, it's definitely necessary. Oh, that sign is awesome. Isn't it? It looks it's exactly so like a Trump Pence sign, too. It does. <laughs> it's like, so you see it and you're rolling by, you're like, oh, look who they're voting for. You're like, oh, wait, no, no. <laughs> you're going to have people like driving by yelling, Wu Tang! You're, you're also big into like the Halloween stuff. You have like a, like a collection going on down there? Um, a lot of my stuff is like indoors. Like I go and I go to the Halloween stores. I'm like, here's my time to redecorate for the year. Um, cause <laughs> I leave that up year round. Like there's just kind of skulls hanging out all over the place. And I was gonna say, you turned your camera around and I'm pretty sure I saw some skulls in your, in your, uh, your room there Yeah. behind like one or close to one of the curtains. Yeah. yeah there's definitely skulls oh, yeah. on that wall. That sugar is, skulls. that's a little bit of a, am I correct with that? Is it a sugar skull? Yeah, like, those are sugar skulls, um, and my daughter painted those. Those are awesome. Like the one of them, so that's why she has them up. Um, it just, it's cool. I mean, we're all skeletons inside, right? True. Mm -hmm. True. This stuff makes me uncomfortable, so <laughs> it's going to tune out. You love ghost adventures, though. I do, but I'm, I'm not dying, Kyle. We, we already we talked about this, I think, before. <laughs> I'm be the first person. Mr. Risk-Averse. Although I think Dick Clark's still alive. I think, they, I think they cryo-froze him and he's just kind of hanging out somewhere. Did I just break the news to you that he's dead? You, you look kind of sad there. For I just second. don't know. I have oh, okay. no idea. I'm like, I want to Google this. There's a website. No, he did, yeah, he died like uh, five years ago, five or six years ago. Has it been that long? Yeah, see, that's a, those ones get me. And then sometimes like wrestlers, like people start talking about wrestlers. It was really big in the WWF when I was growing like up. Like, animal, oh, yeah, hey, man. The animal you? just passed away. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I thought that guy was dead already. I mean, you know, not in Simulation the likes to bring just... it up. I saw a video of this person was cruising down a river. You know, I would like to think the river was pretty deep and they had this moose and this moose looked like it was running on water. I'll have to send it to you guys. It was, and I was like, I showed Dina, I was like, look, simulation. There's a moose running on water. She's like, well, maybe the water is low. I was like, nah. It looks legitimately moose. Maybe the moose, moose. Is Jesus. Then maybe the moose is definitely Jesus. Moose Jesus. Moose mm -hmm. Jesus. I'm not sure that's what the caption was, so don't Google moose Jesus. There's probably some get. football player somewhere that's like the moose Jesus. Seen probably shit. up in the Canadian Football League. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Canadian, it's always good podcast, but there's some Canadian jokes. <laughs> shots fired. Oh man, oh, that shots fired. There are, there's we've had Canada. well, we've had some, Cana some Canadians on, and we always like to give them a you know, time's over up there at Saskatoon, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're allowed to give them shit. We have absolutely, you know, it's a friendly rivalry. Oh, I'm all on board with shots fired. 
It's all like, you know, the Canadians are just like the, you know, your neighbors upstairs are never invited down for the party, right? I mean. And at this point, they're probably really grateful. Yeah, sure. They're <laughs> happy about it. We don't want to go to that party anyway. Have you seen those people lately? Oh, we don't want to go to that party. Uh, you invited us? Uh, we'll have to stay in one place for 14 days first, and then we can maybe come for the party. That sounds like a lot of work. We're not coming to the party. Yep. <laughs> yep. Not for me. We'll just stay here with our standardized health care and moose. Moose Jesus. Moose Jesus. <laughs> you can't moose abandon the moose Jesus. Can you make some moose be. Jesus stickers, Kyle? I think we need these. I'm telling you, this moose is running on water. I'm like, see the simulation? It's pretty crazy. Maybe we can be the moose cow mules today. Oh. Ooh. I joke about I, I joke about the simulation, but Kayla, we used to, and I, I, there's like probably like 10% of me that believes we're going to live in a simulation, but there, there used to be this guy that Dean and I used to work with, and she used to work where I, well, Dave and I work, and he, if you, he was a mathematician, and he be, wholeheartedly believed in the simulation that if you like went and talked to him about it, you would probably walk away like not being doubtful. You're like, you're probably like, huh, interesting. Maybe we do potentially live in a simulation. Like he was his factual stuff was so convincing that like I heard that anybody wants to talk to him about it, walked away being like, oh, I think I can believe slightly that we might live in a simulation. Who knows? Mathematicians can't trust him. True. Can't Brian Mackinac was on board. Something just ain't adding up with them. <laughs> ah. <But I'm> <laughs> <laughs> that one, that one started to go over the hut and I came right back. I was like, oh. You reeled so, it in. I did. I saw I it did. going. You just can't, those words come out and you just, you watch them. Saw it going. <laughs> so what's, what's been new with you? Uh, maybe we can even rewind to the beginning of the pandemic that when, cause I, I'm just curious about the, the count. If you have done a count, how many masks have you made for people? You make masks? Yeah, mask I make maker masks. Mask, mask maker. Masks. They're pretty cool, I like to think. Well, I, I got a Wu-Tang mask. Damn, of course they're cool. I, well, I bought a Wu-Tang stamp. So I can make like any fabric oh, into sweet. Wu-Tang fabric. Because mm. uh. it turns out the Wu-Tang clan, I mean, they, they make pretty much everything except for fabric. So I had to make my own. <laughs> But yeah, that makes it actually cooler that it's not fabric that you actually made it like a Wu Tang clan. I have to go back and look at this, my mask on the table out there. Mm -hmm. It's hand stamped with like the big rubber stamp and everything. That's legit. And um, no, I think my count is somewhere around, I want to say 7,000. Oh my goodness. 7,500. I know um, last time I counted was when I finished with the free ones, because I gave away um, all the masks and for a really, really long time. And I still do um, if people can't afford masks or if I just, you know, want to give them one or if I'm going through the drive-through Burger King, hand them some masks. Um, and yeah, at that point it was like 5,000. 5, so I think, yeah, I gave away and shipped out about 5,000 masks and that is awesome. I, it was something to do yeah that's like true. during the pandemic like you feel so freaking helpless and that was the only thing i could do that i felt like i could fight back well i will say uh thank you to people like you because i don't know how to sew i don't know how to make that kind of thing i remember there being like elastic and short supply and i'm like i apparently need a mask now so where do i get a mask and people go like, oh yeah you just make your own like I can't mm -hmm. do that. So you could have just asked me on Twitter. I went to Etsy. Oh, see, I'm not really like a. I'm on the Twitters, but I'm not like in the Twitters. It just kind of probably a good thing. Twitter's yeah. a good show. It's a it's a dumpster <laughs> fire. I like to sit and eat my popcorn and drink my beer while scrolling the Twitters. I just like, saw this sitting in my daughter's room. By the way, Randy. that's oh, the there one. It is. Yeah. The Wu Tang. She stole them all, and I knew. Well, she oh, you'll get some more. I knew she would. When when well, yeah when the glasses come out I'll, I'll 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 put a bunch in I also want to get some Moscow mules and upside stickers as well but these I mean, they've been running sticker mule I use sticker mule I know there's a bunch of other ones I know people mm -hmm. have their opinions of whatever who about sticker mule or not but they did they've been the hologram ones those have been like the super cool ones lately they even had packing tape I almost bought packing tape the other day with the Moscow mules and upside logo since I'm gonna be like shipping out glasses oh that'd been cool. I mean, yeah. I can still do it. They just had a deal they were running. Like, they run yeah. all their deals. That's usually when I buy stickers when they're running, like, get 50 stickers for, like, 
seventeen dollars. You're like, all right, sure. I need more stickers. I mean, I even have this pack of like the the mal. I love, I love the smell of malware in the morning. Oh like, yeah, still wrapped in plastic because like, eh. I mean, one day I'll hand them out, right? Like mm -hmm. when we can give them away. The next conference. Next conference. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, next, if we ever get there month. again. Which is where Caitlin and I first met was last yeah. year at DefCon. Yep. But ironically, Dina and Caitlin grew up together or like pseudo grew up together, right? Like she knew your brothers or something. Like yes. the names weren't uncommon. You, they both grew up in the same area. We both went to the same smallish high school in the suburbs of Youngstown, Ohio. Um, and we probably ran into each other once or twice. We attended the same school. I think I was like a senior when she was a freshman. But we never met met. True. Yeah. Right. And then we met at uh, East Sides Pittsburgh. That's right. That's right. Maybe I met you there. And then we like actually got to talking when we were in DEF CON. And basically mm -hmm. when we went to the Ohio CON that we all put together and did. Yeah, that was a blast. It was. Yeah, that was a great time. It was mm -hmm. a great time. Mm-hmm. It was fun. What are you, what are you looking at, David? You're like looking for moose. Actually, if you just straight up Google moose Jesus, uh, it comes up. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the top. It's like a fishing links. boat. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry to go backwards, but I can't stop thinking about a moose Jesus. <laughs> well, you found it. And, the uh, and it's, yeah, straight up on Reddit there. Anyway. See? It's all right. This will be forever known as the moment that you found Moose Jesus. <laughs> you were saved. You are just, yeah, you're just. <laughs> these are these are great. More zingers, please. Wu Tang. So you you did all you made all the sticker you made all the masks. Which how long did it take you to make some of those masks? Like individual masks. I mean, I'm sure in the beginning it took longer than like number 2800 right like i'm sure you were flying through them at some point yeah and nowadays you know i'm doing them for my etsy and stuff and i could do seven masks in 45 minutes That's not i do them in sets of seven and it mostly most of the time is spent ironing like ironing between so why like, seven i don't know what fits right Feels um good. it's enough where I feel satisfied with like that set, but not so much that my ADD looks at it and says, that's overwhelming and I don't want to do it. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, yeah. it does because I would shoot for an even number. That's just my problem. So, you know, it's gonna it's probably be a six or an eight. I, I was doing like big sets. Yeah. I wasn't eight for a while, but just seems overwhelming. Like, yeah, but I, I had to go to Etsy. I ordered a bunch of masks off Etsy because, you know, I don't know. Get it. You couldn't crap. get them anywhere for a while. Well, yeah, even in medical grade masks, or even just you know, go get a go get a bandana and tie that. Or like, well, I don't, you can't even get a bandana. You couldn't get a bandana at least up here in Western Pennsylvania. Some reason I had like six bandanas from I don't know all the years. You gotta, you gotta, keep, the, you gotta keep the sweat out of your hair. That's what was going yeah. on. When I had long hair, I used to wear a bandana. <laughs> I when I played rugby, I did too. Yeah, when I played lacrosse, I used to wear it in my helmet because like helmets never fit the right way until like they figure out the technology. So like in high school, I'd wear a bandana when I had hair. That's probably why I don't have hair. Because I rubbed it all away. Sweated it all away. When I played rugby, um, I played lock second row. And part of that is like shoving your head in between two people's hips, like in the scrum. I don't know if you know what a scrum is. It's um, kind of where they lock up, right? Yeah, it's where they lock up and like the two teams come together like that. And you got like the biggest, giantest people are in the front row and they're holding up the tiny little person. And the second row, our job is to like, just be really tall and push and like have legs. And uh, our ears are in danger of getting ripped off. So. Is that why you see some rugby players with like shit on their ears oh. or taped back or they're wearing like the wrestling thing, right? Yeah, that's why I wore the bandana. It would hold my ears in. <sighs> I see. I always thought that those those players were, were like the ones that were extra careful about getting cauliflower ear from getting like kicked in the head or something. That's what I thought. And it turns out <laughs> that they just don't want their ear ripped off entirely. Yeah. No. Second row, we have double the chance. I mean, anybody. You got a bunch of people running above you in cleats when you've been tackled. You're supposed to lay there and let people ruck over you mm -hmm. and fight for the ball, and you just kind of lay in there like this. Like, nope. don't don't catch my ears in your cleats. Oh. Listen, rugby is not for the 
for the faint of heart, but it's so, the best game in the world. So. so, I mean, so I, I follow all blacks, New Zealand rugby team on Instagram because who doesn't like a Haka every now and then to like, have you run through a brick wall oh, on a bad yeah. day. Right. Um, but like, so like, let's, let's talk about rugby for a minute because I'm, I'm always curious. So when you're pushing each other and like the balls in the middle, right. What's the point of that and who gets it at what point? Right. Okay. Um, so you're pushing each other. It is the scrum is um, eight people total. And the point is to push the people over the ball in the center of the scrum in between the biggest giantest people are players called hookers. And trust me, we made lots of puns about them because, you know, hookers are great and we all love them. But they are the littlest, tiniest people, and their job is to hook the ball, literally, with their feet, hook it behind them. And there's, um, you know, scrum halves circling, waiting for that ball to come out of the scrum. And the minute they do, that's when they push it. Like, so it could be at that point when it's a scrum, it's anybody's fair game. It just When it gets to a certain point where the, the person, the hooker can get it, Hooker can hook it. That becomes mm -hmm. your ball. Mm -hmm. I mean, a, a bigger, hooker. stronger team can always hookers. lose a scrum if they have a better hooker. Yeah. Ah. All yeah. comes down to the hooker. It always comes down to the hooker. <laughs> that's so good. You think that's, that's one of the highest paid positions in professional rugby? Um. Uh -huh. Let's see what you uh, did there. I'm trying to think of a good pun for this, and I just got <laughs> you. You threw uh, three good ones out there, so I'm not going to hold it against you. <laughs> right, but I just will say, hooking it easy. There you go. Hooking it easy. There it is. <laughs> That's <this> is good. <laughs> so good. I'm childish enough to appreciate every single one of these, and we could probably do a whole show of just these puns. I <laughs> am a sucker for a good pun. Uh -huh. Agreed. 100% agreed. So, so what's your, your cybersecurity background or your, your cyber stuff? I don't know. Y'all adopted me. Uh, <laughs> oh, did, oh, did we? Yeah. I, uh, well, I'm the founder of an organization. I am no longer a part of it, but I am the founder of an organization that uh, works against revenge porn. Uh, and it, we would uh, fight it every way that we possibly can, whether that's supporting victims, working with law enforcement, shutting down the websites, and creating better legislation, as well as educating and, um, you know, encouraging safe sexting. Lots of puns involved in my job, so, yeah. But I, I actually didn't realize it was that full gamut of things, from not only just, like, help the victim to, like, work on legislation. I think I knew the legislation part. I've always saw your, I mean, I think your picture is from some type of, looks like you're in a courtroom of some sort mm -hmm. of your uh, Twitter profile. For once, I'm not the defendant. It's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> no, that was at the Ohio State House that was introducing our uh, legislation that we brought to Ohio. Um, that was passed and yeah, it's criminalized to share nudes without consent in the state of Ohio. Um, but oh, yeah, shit. we do everything. Wow. We're actively involved in investigations. We teach victims how to, um, you know, protect themselves. Uh, you know, we've helped thousands of people get their own images down. We teach them, you know, we've always taught them what the right, their rights are and, uh, you know, how to do these things safely. Like I would go to colleges and just teach people how to send nudes and not how like- do, How do you send nudes safely? Well, there's plenty of ways. Um, you know, there is mail. <laughs> you can watermark them with the okay. recipient's name. Um, you can do oh. so in a big way or like right across it so it can't be cropped out or in a little way where they're not going to notice it. I always recommend the nipples. They're a good place to hide a watermark. Just saying. Um, <laughs> Wait, okay. so, like, so like you can't see them? I'm sorry, the, yeah, the, the, you, you I'm sorry, the, not the nipples, the watermark. Very, very opaque. Um, it's not one of those like, uh, what do they call that? Uh, it's not like stenography where you just like, if you highlight the picture, then the watermark pops up. It's, it's the actual, like you can see it. You can, yeah. I mean, the way that we teach people how to do it, you know, we don't want to teach them full on steganography and how to, you know, mess with the exif and that sort of thing. But we do teach them how to just slightly, slightly hide a username if they want to, or they can make it big, like right across it where, hey, if you crop the watermark out, then you're cropping out tits. 
So, so like that would allude to, so if that person, if, if I received that and I posted that somewhere on the internet, it would tie it back to me. And then I can, obviously that helps with the like prosecution, at least the paper Absolutely. breadcrumbs that way. That's interesting. I haven't even thought So of you that. put, you put the receiver's name, yep. like their that full way, name. You can username, whatever you, whatever you want. Oh, Whatever that you would know a way of identifying, and if it gets leaked somewhere, who is leaking? Huh? Is there a fast way to do that? Because I, I don't know. If you can do it good. with. Uh, there's like a ton of apps. Yeah, so any you can just run it on your phone. You don't have to... Yeah. Okay. Oh wow. All right. Yeah, you just turn down the opacity on opacity. I don't even know how to say that word on um, the text and add it on there. You can do an MS Paint if that was still around. Snapchat. You know, are there, like, are there apps? Easy. Are there like recommended apps also? Just I mean, like... for that sort of thing, I use Pixplay personally. Um, exactly. Pixplay, uh, that's from Apple. Uh, and then there's also, you know, Facetune. And Snapchat? on Apple, um, Snapchat, yeah. Snapchat does keep records that can always be subpoenaed as to what was sent, but they don't store images themselves. So, um, yep. So the Snapchat people, I think some of the work I originally did back like in 2013 helped work on that, that Snapchat wasn't saving everything. And then they started saving stuff for that exact reason to subpoena, be able to have, like it was, I think in 2013, it turned into 30 days because there used to have nothing. Right. And then, it, you know, cause Snapchat was used for all types of purposes. Right. And like, you know, people doing illegal things, you can then be subpoenaed and they'd be like, oh, we don't have anything. But like you said, now maybe they just have metadata and metadata is alone enough to show transactions occurred, right? Yes, metadata, yeah. some margaritas, I promise. Metadata <laughs> is more than enough to show that a transaction occurred, that a picture was sent. Um, and also Snapchat did some other things as well, like um, implementing the NCMEC filter. NCMEC has a filter of known child sexual abuse content material that um, when something is uploaded or tried, you know, sent using or any of those images, it would automatically the upload stops um, and certain companies and or certain images are automatically reported to police. Oh, wow. That's someone trying to upload it. Well, that's good. We want more of that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. how, how difficult is it to manage that sort of thing, like legislatively across state boundaries? Like if you... It's a giant then, shit yeah. show, in all honesty. Yeah. There, the amount of problems we've had with jurisdictional issues is ridiculous considering it's a crime that is internet-based. Mm -hmm. um, your internet isn't solely based out of Pennsylvania, obviously. You're talking to somebody here in Alabama. Um, but the way the, word, the laws are written don't allow for that kind of jurisdiction and there's no federal laws no federal laws no Provide federal laws <laughs> about this there are federal laws against like some things like federal laws do exist but yeah, yeah, none yeah. that are related to sharing nude images without consent huh. wow. it's totally legal when it happened to me it was legal in ohio but since then it's illegal to share images because of the like the work you've done to share images in Ohio without consent. Yes. Wow. And the law has changed from state to state as well. Like in Pennsylvania, uh, last I saw, your laws had a clause that say that the um, only way you can prosecute is if it's an ex-partner. And you have to prove that it's an ex-partner and not like just some dude you randomly hooked up with or- uh, what, How do they define partner? I mean, we can go down the rabbit holes of this. Yeah, yeah, how do you define it's partner? It's a very problematic law, yeah. Do you, know, do you know the antiquated laws? I don't know if this is a, just a Pittsburgh law or a Pennsylvania law, but there's still a clause that if you have more than four women living in a house, it's considered a brothel. And oh. Like, so Dina, I when she- I think they should be a coven. <laughs> so good I, hey i agree that, that's so good but like that's just like the antiquated laws that we can't even fix those and then like we're in this digital age where it's like yeah that's, yeah hey what happens when i do this and everyone's like i don't know just probably shouldn't have done that You're like well it's too late what's my protection now right well, i don't yeah. know you don't have right. any because we didn't think about that sort of stuff. 
Sorry. Well, I mean, one, it's, day, it's, one day we'll still, be running the world and, and the other people that are running it now will be gone, so. <laughs> or the world will be gone. We don't know. True. Who knows? The simulation, who knows what the simulation Cheers will to be. That. Reset the simulation. But yeah, there's still eight states that have no laws. Um, and there's a ton of countries that have no laws. And in some places, um, it's completely, like we've heard, um, you know, there, there are certain countries that uh, it's illegal to look at pornography at all sure. in those countries. Yep. Yep. So if you take a nude photo and it gets shared, you go to the police and you tell them, hey, my picture was shared without my consent. It doesn't matter if someone put a hidden camera up, where you are immediately arrested because you had to look at pornography to know that it was shared. Wow. Yep. I mean, I know the Middle East has some crazy laws. Like when I spent time over there in a few countries in that side, like you weren't even allowed to bring like maxims over. They had like a list of magazines. Like when I had like to do my pre-briefing, it was like, don't take any of these magazines. You know, mm -hmm. it was even just something like, you know, like they, I think men's health was on there because you don't know if there would have been a woman in a bikini in the men's health magazine with her workout partner, right? And like that would be yeah. considered pornography in those countries. And it's just like, mm -hmm. wow. I think they just didn't want you to be healthy. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not. It was a long two weeks in dry countries like Kuwait. <laughs> Here's your latest edition of Men's Unhealthy. So how does it work though? You know, and maybe you don't know the answer to this, so that's okay, because I don't know the answer either. But like, so you're in Ohio, the law exists now. I live in another state that's not Ohio. You send me nudes, I upload them to the internet. I can't be prosecuted under Ohio law, right? So like it kind of just goes, it's kind of like a shit show, right? Assuming, I mean, maybe I'm one of these eight states that doesn't have a law. Let's just say that. That there's no law, then uh, you're going to need a whole lot of cops that feel the same way you do, which is very rare. Um, cause they would have to be working together. They'd all have to agree that, you know, this is something that this guy should, or this person should be extradited for. Um, and yeah, they can be charged under Ohio law from a different state. Yes. Okay. But the, uh, amount of work that goes into that, most law enforcement officers wouldn't touch with a 10 foot pole. Oh yeah. I was just thinking like, what if the server from the company that has the picture is in Ohio, but it's from it's for communication between two states that don't have the law like then then what happens well that server does not give a shit because they have something called cda 230 that says they're not liable for any of it so oh, it doesn't really matter what wow this is this is, well, this is great so far i've learned a lot well that's like the whole problem you guys of, like, don't know about like, cda 230 uh, i don't know anything about I, that no be, no because i don't think i ever like been part of like takedowns right this is where it takes oh, well, no, like. 230 is what it's how our internet functions it's um a law that essentially says that data. owners and hosts are not responsible for the content that users do with their platform um you can't sue mark zuckerberg because you know danny down the street decided to talk shit about you on facebook sure, and yeah. cda 230 is the reason behind that and that's a good thing but when it comes to um situations like ours where you know say you know some things have been seriously abused and a company continues to allow it to be abused um you know that or knowingly like there was an issue with grinder this like, recently came up in the supreme court where um somebody had doxxed their ex on grinder was creating new profiles on a constant basis doxing them claiming that their ex liked rape play and that people should just go over and, you know, totally rape this person and they would be into it. And Grinder was aware that there was a problem with this and they turned over all the evidence, but they didn't delete any of the profiles. And there was no recourse. That, that sounds like problem victim, number one. <laughs> yeah. That victim could not sue Grinder for mm -hmm. allowing the victimization to continue. Because it's so, CDA 230? That is CDA 230, which it so it's very important that CDA 230 exists because without it, we wouldn't have the internet as we know it today. However, it is abused frequently. But if we're going to talk legislation, I mean, if we're going here, I would love to discuss the Earn It Act or Earn It Act if you guys know about this. No. It's coming up and it's something no, that people need to know about. Yeah, let's talk about it. All right. 
So do you know about SESTA-FOSTA? It's what shut down um, Backpage. It's what made Craigslist get rid of their personal section. SESTA-FOSTA is um, two separate pieces of legislation that basically are in place saying that um, a platform would be immune to CDA 230 standards if they are allowing tra human trafficking to take place. All right, so the next one coming up is called Earn It, and it's going with the same thing. Human trafficking, save our children, blah, 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 you're a monster if you don't let this pass because you're obviously supportive of human child trafficking, everything else. But what Earn It does is force companies to um, give the government the keys to encryption, essentially. Um, mm. We would have no more privacy. Any conversation that would be had uh, would no longer be private, um, and um, companies would not be able to accurately encrypt any of their stuff in a way that the government can't see it all. That's, uh, uh, man, there's obviously, a, like, you know, when you come to some of those like, situations like that, but then, ooh, yeah, I don't want that. I don't think anybody no. would say what they would want, agree to that. No, and I mean, I am somebody that's really passionate about victims' rights and about pe keeping people safe on the internet. And I'll tell you right now that that law is not going to help victims. It's not going to stop child pornography. It's not going to be no. doing anything that it's supposed to be doing. But you know what it will do? It's going to make uh, life a lot harder for sex workers. It's going to be restricting our freedoms even more. And it's going to be, um, you know, allowing... I, I see no good coming out of allowing the government the ability to read everybody's messages. I mean, then we, we talk, we turn those very restricted countries and I don't want to list any countries in case we have people from countries listening, but like we know all those other countries outside the world where everything goes through the same proxy, the same VPN or whatever you want to call it. And they can determine what you see and what you don't see. Like I would say most of us here in the United States would say we don't want that whatsoever. We want people to be protected, but we also don't want someone to have the keys to the castle. Yeah, but when you're, you know, getting called, you know, well, then you're supporting child pornography by saying, you know, I, it's, <sighs> government's just a wonderful thing. Well, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's a good point that what you're saying, like, it's, I don't know anything about it. I'm just trying to skim and scan some articles while you, while you two are, uh, you know, having a, a nice discussion here. Like, it, it does seem like it's, you know, I, I think we had this discussion a, a couple of podcasts ago where, like, the legislators don't seem to understand the implication of the laws that they're proposing because they don't know how important encryption is. They're just like, oh, yeah, just just break the encryption because that's like that's a thing, you know, you know, privacy. So privacy rights just disappear, and then just like you said, there's people that are actually using the service to you know make a living, right? And now we can't do that because you know we're trying to protect, you know, rightfully we're trying to remove sexual exploitation of children, right? That's 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 that's, that's the guise of everything. Like, and it sounds like great in principle. But yeah. let's, you know, let's think about yeah, this a little real. Bit more thoroughly. I mean, I see how these laws work in mm -hmm. when put into practice, and that's not what they're being used for. They're being used to attack sex workers and limit our freedoms. And honestly, we all need to be, like, speaking up about Earn It, like, now, because the one thing that was really preventing it from going through was Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She was a huge fan of privacy and one of the only people on the Supreme Court that was like adamant as to the people deserve privacy. And so now that she's gone and while Trump is still in office, we should be, everybody needs to know this is a possibility okay, so that they can call their representatives. Get have this shit seen, shut down. Have you seen any of like the, the party line support on that? It's bipartisan. Okay. Well, I don't know anything about it, so I'm going to educate myself, and I thank you yeah. for bringing that to Please our attention do. because the I know EFF, nothing about it. The EFF has a lot of really wonderful articles about it, but um, the last thing I want to see is um, something like Boston Sesta, where this gets passed, and you know nobody's going to care until suddenly, like, oh, hey, guess what? Signal's gone. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, so, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I vaguely remember like the whole Craigslist, like I remember that because people were like, oh, I used to, you know, post personal ads on there for like dating and now they don't support 
because they're lumped into this category of like you could be supporting these people and they're like we're, we don't want anything to do with this like we're <laughs> just take us away we don't want to be found guilty of anything that's like you know just one step over like quarter step that you can just you know infer that something happened like they're just they were like no we're done we're just mm -hmm. this game and i don't know who else that affected in that time but i definitely remember that that's like that's like a two or three year old law now i'm not exactly sure i remember i'd say like two three maybe four years ago but uh oh no because it was well badass it, so it had to be in the past three years okay um but yeah it's done nothing it has a body count it's killed people it's forced sex workers to go out on the street rather than um you know screen their clients online safely i mean don't get me started on how i feel about criminalizing the criminalization of sex work but really what it comes down to is these are laws that are going to be affecting everybody and they're not going to be used the way that they're supposed to i mean law enforcement doesn't even have the tools to start enforcing these laws the only people that do aren't interested in stopping child, you know, any human trafficking. Yeah, I mean, I think we all can agree that like, we don't want any privacy taken away. Like, I know I don't. And like, mm -mm. I think we all dabble in like, oh, I'm, I'm super secure in this element of my online life. And I'm like, oh, I can do better here. But I'm like, oh, I don't like my risk uh, uh, analysis of this here is like, yeah, oh, it's okay for now. Right. But like, have someone have the keys to the castle or this in general, that type of stuff. Like I know there was a big, cause like I had a lot of friends that were like, would only communicate with me on Keybase cause Keybase was like encrypted. And then like when zoom bought Keybase, everybody was like, Oh shit. Like, and I haven't heard from a lot of my friends that use Keybase, right? Like maybe they got off of Keybase, right? Cause they weren't using it and signals not, in, you can't get signal in every country. Right. And things like that. Right. Oh. Yep. And it's, uh, the next few years are really going to be vital when it comes to privacy legislation. I really encourage people to get involved, get political, especially people in InfoSec and the hacking world. Like this is, this is our shit. We're the ones that should be out there fighting this. People say you don't want to get political, but really these are things that are going to affect us. So besides the EFF, do you have any good resources for like self-education or like people in the community that are you know, organizing or, or doing some sort of, I don't know, uh, efforts to educate more people? I really don't, um, not at the top of my head. Uh, the EFF is probably your best bet when it comes to uh, any sort of privacy legislation and education on that end. Um, that's something that I, you know, am pretty passionate about. And now that my time as badass is gone, it's something I was thinking about working toward is more education regarding privacy legislation and letting people know their rights when it comes to privacy. Like a lot of people don't realize you don't have to unlock your phone if the police just ask you. That's like, great. It's a warrant. That's right. It, it, like what they can, there's been all those stuff. That was great that you brought that up because that was in back of my, like on the back of my mouth that I want to bring up is that like, because I remember seeing something a few, I would say within the last year, that like, because we all use facial recognition to open our phones and like they can, apparently that's not safeguarded in some states, right? They're using your face to unlock it. But, but there was like something that I saw, I was like, oh, I need to remember that key code that you can like press certain keys on your iPhone to automatically force it to use a pin code. Like say like you get pulled over, for instance, right? You can do, there's some type of, I hit up, down, whatever, and it makes it automatically force the, 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 um, the pin code and which then then they then they can't unlock your phone right but then if they i've seen stuff there was a recent video i saw somewhere like you could tell that the officer because they were using the cameras that were in those you know interrogation rooms putting the phone up and swiping up and then being able to get access to their phone and going through their phone right so yep yeah know. those are things that they should be obtaining a search warrant before they uh have the ability to do but I mean, we're still also at a point where, you know, I've worked on a lot of law enforcement cases and I've run into officers uh, that are working against, you know, child pornography. These are officers performing search warrants that don't know what a YubiKey is. Sure. I mean, that's shocking to me. They're performing search warrants and a very vital bit of evidence that they might need is right there. And, and they, they just don't know to pick it up. Yeah. Yep.
It looks like a keychain or something like that, right? Some of them look like keychains. You would not know, right? Well, those tiny Ubi keys are like, you can't even see them sometimes. Sometimes they're, they're stuck like, in the computer. Stuffed in the yeah. computer and you, you just walk past it. Which is scary. They don't even know that because it's also means they're not using them as well. Ooh, what, ooh, what a nice ooh, inference yeah. that Flip is because that head. is probably true. <laughs> Yike. And if so, you want anybody yeah. using it, you want like law enforcement Ooh. that's taking all your data to use it or something like that to be able to be just secure as the criminals that they're potential criminals that they're, you know, confiscating their evidence from. Agreed. I mean, huh. it's we have a long way to go when it comes to law enforcement and security. And yeah, there's a lot of flaws with all of it. How open do you think law enforcement is? And like, I train jujitsu with a bunch of law enforcement guys, and I'm going to bring up some of these things to them because like, I before I remember you know, it shied me away from doing it, and I, I brought up you know thought about doing it recently to my local borough you know, police department, but you know training them cybersecurity stuff. But I remember like offering my forensic skills when I was deep into digital forensics to like a, a part of the Maryland State Police when I was down in Maryland, and like I remember I don't think the person meant to forward me the email to tell me no of everybody else, but they were like laughing at me in the email, right? Like and it was just like. I was offering my services to help you, like train you, give you like tips and techniques. Like I said, 100% volunteer. I was just looking for like experience, right? Like to put on my resume and right and like even volunteer hours that my, someone might care about and stuff like that. And like the email chain was them like laughing at me. Well, like, that sounds like a bunch of dicks. Yeah. Like, just straight up. Uh, every uh, talk I've given locally for like domestic violence, you know, we. Up back in Ohio, I was part of the domestic violence task force, human trafficking, um, and they per they would have me do a talk um, every year. Each different organization would have me do a talk on basic cybersecurity and the laws regarding um, you know image based abuse. That's one thing, and it was really well attended by cops. Um, I know that you know if you go to a regular beat cop and say, "Hey, want to learn cybersecurity?" Like, hell no, I don't care. But if you go to the detectives. They're hitting, they're getting these crimes on their desks on a very constant basis and they are dying for the help, the training. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I work a lot with BCI of Ohio and, um, you know, I'm not the most technical person. I'm the first to say it. Like I said, I'm not InfoSec. Y'all adopted me. I have nothing to do with it. Um, <laughs> but I married a guy that is. And you are uh, stop stop bring yourself. End, but yeah, my, my husband though is actually extremely, extremely technical. And um he did he just wanted to teach like one person about you know IP version six because Facebook started replying to uh subpoenas for information with I IP version six and these law enforcement officers are like, what the hell is this? Oh, what are these? <laughs> what are these numbers? <laughs> what, this is not what we're used to. Um, and, you know, just explaining that. And meanwhile, the officer's taking notes and, uh, you know, and this is a good friend of mine that's doing, you know, that I've learned a lot from. He's taught me how to do my job and uh, taking notes. And he's like, I can't, I've got to go explain this to everyone I know now. Like everyone that works, because we don't. There's nobody training them. That's kind of scary, too. Right? It's terrifying. You know, there's other law enforcement as it went up the chain. Like there was other law enforcement that loved that. Like, and I'm sure they want that too. But no one's probably like, I don't know. It's probably I'm probably gonna hey, my, na my, na my neighbor's a county detective. I'm mm -hmm. probably gonna go across the street when I see him next and be like, hey. Yeah. You know. And there are I work, things I, that I you train with a guy who's on narcotics, you know, in the county, right? Like, he's part of the task force for narcotics. And I'm sure Ooh. they're picking up a bunch of evidence or maybe even missing a bunch oh, of Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, you go up to any law enforcement officer and be like, hey, I want to teach you about Discord and Kick. That alone would sell it because they just don't even understand the platforms. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Yes. I don't really know what Discord is. And I'm in this community. I have no idea what the fuck. It's, it's just okay. another, it's like Slack, right? <laughs> I, mean, I like to say it's like Slack, but better, right? It, it's like Slack, but for gamers. It's much less serious. It's something we come across a lot. Isn't, that a, isn't that a Twitch? Is Twitch to a degree, that? yeah, to, Twitch is more a streaming platform. This is more a chatting 
platform. I also don't know what Twitch is. I just threw that out there. All right. Well, hey, you, you were on the right track. <laughs> yeah. you, you played it off very well. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. I believed it. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can educate me on uh, Discord any day. Do I need an account for a, a Discord? You do. You do. You need an account. Uh, huh. And then you, then once you have one, you have to like actually have friends that would invite you to server. So I think you're kind of screwed right there. I'm out. I'm definitely, no, I'm out. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know it? We just met, you know, an hour ago. This is, this is going swimmingly. This guy right here is in the field for how long does he know what Discord is, right? I don't and that's know. okay. I'm we all... I'm trying to get off the internet, Kyle. I think we've we've talked we about that. We all have private. our areas of expertise. I still, I can barely pronounce Kubernetes, and I'm still not exactly sure what it is. As soon as uh, people start talking about those, I just disappear. That like, is yeah. me too. In my head. Yep. When when oh, people yeah. start talking about like cloud security and <laughs> platforms in the cloud, so I'm like, <laughs> you're speaking Cantonese to me right now. Is it cloud really? I think Kubernetes. I, oh, I, I don't know. Is it? Like I don't know. What is it? I think even? it's like beans. I I don't know. Kubernetes. Like, it, it sounds like I don't know. It sounds dirty though. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When people are like, "Oh, I Dockerize things and I put it in here and you just run the Docker thing," I'm like, "Can I just? Can you just give me the binaries and I just run them and <laughs> yeah, install just them double on my own it. Linux <laughs> system myself?" <laughs> like, I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to virtualize it. I just want to put it on my Raspberry Pi physically i want to put it on my hard drive i have two terabytes please give it to me <laughs> but no 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 i saved you space you just dockerize it all for you just run these two commands it's good to go you're like no no no, no, no. just give me no, just, no. Just give me the executable let me run it it's, it's four locally. megabytes <laughs> yeah like i don't like and i and then there's some experts in the field we work with some really great people that do it and i'm just like i can't even wrap my head around it so yeah i'm ready i don't with understand you. any of it i don't, I don't even know what kubernetes is might... really that's the one that she's made. Caitlin nailed it. Like that is the one that gets me. Like Kubernetes. I'll put a bubble. Wait, is it Kubernetes or Kubernetes? I feel what? like Kubernetes See? is more fun. Like because then it's neat. Yeah, Kubernetes. I, I, I think we'll just go. You know what? Tomato, tomato. It doesn't matter because I don't know what it is, anyways. <laughs> the Canadians, they do that too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't. My we'll have friends over that are in you know the hacking field, hanging out with my husband, and they're talking back and forth like, oh, exiting Vim, oh, pseudo bang bang. I'm like, what? All right. Pseudo bang bang. <laughs> I don't know words. All right. Wu Tang. That's when you should drop one of those and just walk out of the room and fill up that big big ass glass of yours. Right. <laughs> Wu Tang. Wu Tang. That's how I exit Vim. Right? The RZA, the old dirty bastard, Inspector Deck, Raekwon the chef. Right. Like, I'll just start throwing that out next time. That's hilarious. How do, you, how do you exit them? A Wu-Tang. <laughs> That's a sticker. I'm going to write that down so I don't forget that. Exit Vim. Wu-Tang. Man, this has been great. Like, I've learned a lot tonight. I love, I love the podcast where I like walk away learning stuff. Like wholeheartedly, mm -hmm. and, that, and actually have to go back and like research some of these things a little more. Makes me mm -hmm. feel like, huh? My and browser windows anything, are loaded for tomorrow, so I'm good to go. And <laughs> if there is tabs. anything anyone learns from today's podcast, it's going to be uh, Jesus Moose, Moose Jesus, mm -hmm. and Moose Jesus. look up Earn It. Earn Please it, look right. up Earn It. Let's you, fight against it. What's, what's the proper spelling for that? Is it like earn as in earn money or like? Yes, Earn It. E-A-R-N-I-T. It is an acronym for something really complicated and dumb. I'm not sure what, but it, that's what it is. And we need to stop it. We need to stop it. It's going to get pushed through here very soon. And I really like using Signal. I and mean, I think, we, I think we all... Uh, we all agree that we like our privacy. We all really want to take out the bad people in the world, but there's like that we have to have that happy medium where we don't lose our own privacy in the mix, right? There are better ways to take out bad people that aren't going to affect everybody's rights. Like, I don't know, better laws that are enforceable to yeah. prosecute bad people. That's a start, just saying. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Man, this has been great. I have I have nothing else to say. I've, I'm almost like red faced from laughing so much over that whole discussion that we just had. And then you know, he said my browser is ready to go for tomorrow, so I'm I'm good. Uh, 
So, Kaylin, how do people get a hold of you? Like, if you want people to reach out, if you want no one, or then they got to figure it out on their own, that's ha I'm happy. You know, yeah, make it an OSINT challenge. Because, I mean, sure. I'm around. I'm around. Uh, we'll find you. I did delete my badass bout in Twitter, and uh, somebody snatched that shit up within, like, literally three seconds. I saw that, yeah. So, I don't know who they are, but uh, they're not well, me. Um, is it okay to use your first and last name in the post? Yeah. Uh, show notes. All right. Well, yeah, that's good enough that you can figure out what her Twitter handle is now. It's a secret. It's not that big of a secret. I'm around, but I'm not doing the infosec stuff. I'm just mostly going to be shit posting. You know, which is <laughs> what I, everyone is kind of used to anyway. That's a lot I'm of one. Shit posting and talking about clits and. Um, that's the best part. Wu Tang Clan, and now Jesus Moose. Jesus, Jesus Moose. That's right. Jesus moves. Well, I had a great time. So thank you very much for being on. I really appreciate it. Good. So me and Dita can plan some some mayhem. That's right. But I'll thank go you. grab her. But thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Also, thank you for the delay that I pushed you back a week. Uh, thank you for that. Change. That was fine. It was a bad night anyway. I didn't feel like putting makeup on. Works that good. <laughs> yeah, I didn't put makeup on either tonight. I'm Same. Same Not required. <laughs> But thank you. We were, uh, you know, definitely appreciate you showing up and chatting with us for a while. Well, I had a lot of fun. So thank you for having me. And with our empty glasses, how we end every podcast, stay thirsty, friends. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>